You are now listening to Creator Corner. Welcome to Creator Corner. We're your host. I'm Mary. And I'm Dalia. And just to get us started, we'd like to start with just a quick friend vibe check um, between both of us. So friend, how are you doing today, really? Or in general, doesn't have to be today. Thank you, Mary, for, for checking in and asking about, you know, how I'm, how I'm doing this week. Um, to be honest, I think the one word that comes to mind this week is hopeful. I'm, mm. I'm feeling very excited, of course, to be here in the podcast, sharing space with you and, you know, exploring some topics on our own. Um, so I'm very hopeful and excited about the conversation that we're about to have, but then also, you know, the future conversations that we'll have together as we explore creativity and topics on our own. So I'm, I'm feeling very hopeful. Ah, okay. Hopeful. Yes. And I'm excited too to explore our, our first deep dive topic together. Um, but for me, honestly, it's been kind of like a whirlwind week, a little bit scattered, we're organized at the same time. And I know it sounds contradicting, but yeah, I think it's just um, the ebbs and flow of being out of my wellness routine, I think threw me off a little bit. For those of you that don't know, I like to follow a pretty, not strict, but I like to say robust wellness routine um, with meditation, some journaling, some affirmations in the morning to get my day going. But this past week, I've actually been out of my journaling. So I think it it contributed to that scatteredness, but still organized because I still got the other wellness things going on. Um, But I think, yeah, it just threw me off a little bit. But I'm excited to to dive to dive in again in their first standalone episode. And I, I appreciate you so much for for sharing a little bit about that scattered feeling. Um, I think it's easy to say that we're we're doing fine or we're doing okay, but just to be honest about how some weeks do have that ebbs and flows embedded is I really I really appreciate that honesty. And I guess Mary, I know you said journaling is something that you haven't done this week. And I'm curious, you know, what does journaling do for you, I guess, on a, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, and, and just to clarify, I'm not like a dear diary journaler. I'm more of like, <laughs> not that level yet. I'm more in this, um, I actually have this really cool journal called Grounded Practice. Basically, three prompts in the morning, three prompts in the afternoon. Could be one-liners, and that's more my pace. Again, I'm not a dear diary <laughs> journaler, but I think journaling has helped me centered my thoughts um align it with my actions a little bit more and i think it just helps my mind kind of pause when i'm writing those three prompts in the morning and in the afternoon so not being able to do that has again contributed to some of the a little bit of off balance but i mean it's all good i'll get back to it so yeah, thanks for the question, friend. Yes, of course, friend. And you know, you're just reminding me of you know, I probably should get on my journaling. I'm very much the dear diary type. 
Um, so I think it's a nice reminder of that grounded feeling that writing things down, taking the time to think things through, um, can can just bring this sort of centeredness, centered, intentional, and being very centered throughout the day. Um, so mm-hmm. I appreciate that kind reminder, my friend. But to transition a little bit into our episode today, I am super pumped and as I mentioned, super hopeful about (laughs) this episode because it is our first real deep dive standalone episode. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to deep dive on the hot, I guess the hot press, the buzz, whatever you guys want to call it with AI and creativity and kind of the intersections um, and thought and our thoughts about the impact of AI and creativity and, and just AI and creativity beyond um, as we move into this kind of newer era of generative AI. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do a deep dive on that with you, friend, and hear your thoughts and opinions about it. Definitely. I think to your point, it's definitely a buzzword. Everyone's talking about AI Um, especially with the release of ChatGPT taking over the world, basically. Um, So the way that we're defining AI today is actually from, you know, the the center of governance AI. We'll use a little definition there to guide us. But essentially, really um, defining AI, referring to the computer systems and programs that perform tasks and make decisions that usually require human intelligence. So AI can perform these tasks and make these decisions without explicit human instructions. Um, so when we're talking about AI, that is what we are you know, gonna explore today in terms of that definition. And to get us started, I wanna hear your thoughts, Mary, around, mm-hmm. you know, as a human of the world <laughs> and um, you know, a soul of the universe, um, mm-hmm. how, what are your current thoughts about AI? Yeah, I mean, I think also for those that don't know, my Aquarius futuristic energy was always like, yeah, robots, yeah, take over <laughs> like the earth. I've always been like pro-technology, pro-innovation, pro-like, yeah, there's so much more existence outside of humans. But I think it's interesting when we were talking about it in this frame of like AI and creativity. I think it's a, it changed the ball game for me of, Not that I'm not pro-AI, I think there's a little bit more nuances of can robots, machines really be creative? Because I think at the end of it, my thoughts and opinions are creativity is the essence of what distinguishes a human experience, but like, can robots be creative? So I think it does add more doubt in a way for me right now again it's not that i'm anti-ai or i'm not pro-ai but i do think there's a few nuances of can machines be creative and does that take away the human essence of creativity if they can be but what are your thoughts on ai right now for you friend yeah in terms of ai um to give a little background to to folks that don't know i actually do work in the tech industry and so i'm I'm very familiar with ai as that buzzword um, in terms of how it's gonna um, find solutions how it will solve problems quicker and be Mm -hmm. more efficient so really seeing ai from the lens of tech but unlike you mary i wasn't always so excited about ai Um, Mm -hmm. even though i am working in the tech space and i have you know come across with how some different 
companies are thinking about AI in their roadmap and whatnot. Um, I think for me, I've always been very cautious of technology, mm. um, especially in my lifetime that I've seen it evolve so, so quickly um, and just the changes from just within our, our millennial lifetime um, mm-hmm. have, have made me very, very cautious about the technology. Um, and so to your point, when we're talking about the intersection of AI and creativity, I think this is where like all my fears come in. So I'm a very mm. paranoid person. <laughs> I'm like, what? Because um, you're right. Creativity is something that has always been so uniquely human Uh, Mm -hmm, it's it's mm -hmm. you know in terms of just that expression and the emotion that can be in in your specific medium of art um and so it is a little bit scary to think about the ways that ai can can Mm -hmm. basically dominate something that i see as something that is very spiritual and very Mm -hmm. tied to to our own even like purpose and dharmas some some different um buddhist practice call it um so yeah it is something that in this moment what i'm feeling is a bit of caution a bit Mm of you know fear and which is why i think it's so important for us to have this conversation today around ai and creativity and what's going on with with these buzzwords Yeah, so I guess for in, in terms of your fears, do you think there is room for AI and creativity to coexist? I guess in, in your in your early kind of perceptions of AI and just knowing how much it can take over the creative industri- industry. That is a very loaded question, friend. And <laughs> I don't I don't have a an answer, a clear answer on whether Um, AI can support or will it dominate creativity. I think where we're at today is such the initial stages of how Mm -hmm. it's of how AI is starting to, um, you know, come into the creativity space. But I will say it's not new the way that we've seen AI in different industries. Mm. We already see AI in the healthcare space. Mm -hmm. We already see AI in manufacturing, you know, taking over Mm -hmm. some machines there. So AI taking over a specific industry is not new. Um, So when we're talking about AI in the creative industry, it almost feels like it's inevitable, right? It's inevitable that it will also dominate that space. Um, So I don't have a clear answer, friend. But I guess, you know, I'm curious from your perspective, as as we've been hearing about conversations about creativity and AI come to the forefront with, you know, discussions around unions um, with actors mm-hmm. and writers, um, you know, what I guess were some places in from your perspective, friend, that you've seen AI already come into the conversation with creativity? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the most evident one is the whole this whole chat GPT being able to create kind of not take place of the writer's kind of product, but it could whip up, you know, a whole film script. It could whip up a whole freaking poems and and stories and almost as good as a creative writer. Um, so I have seen it that way, but also in industries like music, I think there was a whole, you know, like TikTok trends of, gosh, like so many like mashups that AI AI produced that sounds so much like the fucking artist. So 
I think it's in the entertainment industry already. And again, those are just two examples, like you know, the whole writers um, section, but also the musicians. But I think it's it's gonna be like wildfire spread. The AI is gonna be so prominent in the entertainment industry, um, and it does have just impact over these creators. So I think again lots of different ways in which ai will impact the entertainment industry and as we've seen it with you know the writer's strike and now the actor's strike i think there's a lot of repercussions and impact of ai in the entertainment industry if it's not viewed with caution um but what about you friend where have you seen it have was there any other industries that you know maybe we haven't mentioned yet that you've seen it um and yeah, what do you think the, the impact of it will be overall in this entertainment industry? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it will be definitely a wildfire in terms of your point, how quickly it can spread across the already it's spreading across the entertainment industry. Um, and which is why I think it's so important for, you know, folks to think about, you know, the types of regulations that need to be in place when we're talking about AI taking over a specific labor force, um, because you know these are these folks, these writers, these actors, even authors that are also having to deal with the repercussions of ChatGPT or generative AI. Um, these are folks that have a livelihood, and there's with generative AI with ChatGPT, there's no way for folks to get compensated when AI is, mm. you know, utilizing their work again. Um, there's no regulations in place for for authors that maybe have books that ChatGPT comes and repurposes for them to get compensated for for their work being utilized. Um, so it's already spread like wildfire. To your point, friend, in terms of the entertainment industry, why? Which is why I think it's so we're we're in such a pivotal point as these entertainers are currently on strike. We have you know the mm -hmm. actors, the writers, and a big mm -hmm. part of those demands is having regulations around mm -hmm. AI, um, in regards to to the ways the studios are currently thinking about utilizing AI in films and music and books and writing. Um, so yeah, it is. It is something that has already spread, and, and now mm -hmm. we're we're at this pivotal point where folks are are fighting for for their rights to be compensated properly, are fighting for regulations around AI. Um, so we we're in this moment today. You know the the fight, the war around AI is happening today. It's it's mm -hmm. happening today. People are in the front lines having those conversations, um, and so it does make me think a lot about. If in my perspective, I feel like we're currently in that war around AI, which mm. is probably not as um, overt as we, you know, thought thought it with, you know, Hollywood, which is machines versus humans. It's <laughs> it's it's more it's more hidden. It's less obvious um, yeah. because it's it's going through every industry, and you know, people are having to fight this AI generative AI in in different ways. No regulations in place. Um, and so, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think the other part is that, I mean, there, I, yeah, based on just our research um, of like, I think it was the Writers Guild, um, 
a lot of these creators aren't anti-AI. They just want to be notified when their work is being used or to be part of that, you know, when, when, when machine learners or experts are training these AI tools, they just would like a seat in the table. And I don't think that's too much to ask for, especially when their work is being essentially mined in the internet, you know, when, when they're teaching these AI machines to essentially look at hu- these huge information, large sets of information that they're going to find in the internet. Because, I mean, a lot of their, their, their creators' work is on the internet, and that's how I believe, like, the AI tools are being trained is to mine these large sets of information. So I think, again, based on this like article that we read on like, the Authors Guild and their stand on AI, they just want a seat on the table. Or yeah. if their work is going to be used, they want to be compensated for it. Because I do think that they see the value in the AI's work as you know something that, they, that can augment their creativity, something that can support and enhance their creativity. But I think the underlying issue in my perspective is there's no permission being asked to use their work. It's like their work is not being cited (laughs) when these AI tools are in place or when they're being used. So I do think there is that underlying issue of can we get these creators a seat on the table when these machines are being trained? Um, And I think that would go a long way if we can, but I'm not sure if we're there yet. I'm so curious, friend. And just there's, like I said, no right or wrong answer here. Mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. who do you think has a seat on the table when it comes to AI? <laughs> you know what? That's a good damn question. I don't know, but definitely not these diverse artists, creators, creatives. Clearly not um, them, because yeah, <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't be striking. They wouldn't be, you know, so caution cautious again. Like, against AI or something if they did have a seat on the table but you know what yeah I mean I think we know we know the answer to that but <laughs> yeah and yeah it's it's messed the, up <laughs> the reason why I asked friend is because you know, a couple weeks ago I was you know skimming through LinkedIn which if y'all don't know LinkedIn is like this social professional network where you know professionals go and share their thoughts on what's happening with AI and other hot topics Um, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I I started to notice a trend on LinkedIn where a lot of folks that had moved away from the Silicon Valley to work remotely in other countries were moving back to the Silicon Valley because Mm. you know there was an AI renaissance happening in the Silicon Valley and you know companies or folks founders that wanted to start new AI companies they felt that in order to be a part of that conversation they had to move back to the Silicon Valley Um, Mm. so what that reminds me of is um, you know the fact that AI is something that will impact the world in as a whole and yet it's be the central it the power is centralized in silicon valley it's Mm. folks that are having conversations around ai or you know 
little TED talks about it. They're all in, they're all concentrated in Silicon Valley. They're tech mm. billionaires. These are the mm. folks that are at the forefront of these conversations. Um, and they're not thinking about the communities or the impact that they're having. They're, they're thinking about how they can continue to consolidate this power um, with their companies or corporations, all very specific in, in the Silicon Valley. Um, and so I find it very interesting that something that will potentially, no, what is impacting the world as a whole is very centralized in one specific region mm. with these tech billionaires that are, have that seat on the table. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the 1% has the seat on the table, which, again, it's it's no brainer there. I think issues like this have come up where the power is so concentrated in one, whether it's one population or one sector or segment. And I think that has brought up a lot of issues in the past um, when the power is so concentrated in, again, this one population. And hopefully... You know, we learn some lessons there as this new era of AI and generative AI and augmented AI come up, um, especially in the creative industry, in the entertainment industry. But again, I mean, we just have to wait and kind of see what unfolds um, as we learn more about it and its, its impact and its power. And, you know, as we're, we're talking about where these conversations are happening, um, do you think, friend, that you know AI will, will stunt creativity? That it will it will be something that will be, mm. you know, maybe there be there will be more innovation with a with AI and creativity, or will it just completely like stunt um, creativity? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know that's that's a tricky question to answer um, because I see creativity as like twofold. I think the ability for humans to really have this wild imagination and have fun with it, but I think it's also to kind of emote feelings and emotions and, you know, that rawness of, again, goes back to like the feelings and emotions that these creators and creativity is able to Mm -hmm. radiate or get out of their audience. Um, so when I think about like machines being creative, I just don't know is it like if it's authentic creativity because again they're just not just but they're trained to mine all this huge data sets in the internet. Is that creativity? To me personally, I don't think so because you're just borrowing something that's already been created. Um, so I think there is room if it's not done well if it's not regulated well for it to do to do stunt creativity in a way where we haven't seen it um but i think if there's space to do it right put the right regulations um even like authenticate what is original work versus what's ai work could be a plug in for for nfts maybe (laughs) i know right yeah yeah i mean could be something that could prevent creativity from being stunted with as we get into these new AI eras, these AI tools. Um, but I do think it has to be done tastefully in order for it not to stunt creativity. Um, but what are your thoughts around it? Is it worth, you know, like going into this AI and stunting creativity, or do you think it'll just is a room for another set of innovation and expansion and creativity? 
yeah when i look when i think about the the history of just like general like i guess humanity technology has always been part of evolution right um yeah you know, we, inno- mm-hmm. we innovated when we found you know like even cars was a technological innovation um yep. so there's always been innovation as part of history and for the f- most part it's i guess i i find that it's a general consensus consensus that this innovation has been good it has allowed society mm-hmm. to progress mm-hmm. and move forward um so almost to think that technology will stunt something it sounds counterintuitive to mm. me um when i think about that contents right but when i when i also but when i take a step back and i think about what we just talked about which is who is actually having a seat at the table when it comes to ai and i and when you think about that interest when it comes to ai it tends mm-hmm. to be you know very capitalistic very very corporation driven um, and so it's very for profit is what i'm saying so these mm-hmm. corporations when they're thinking about ai as an innovation they're not thinking about how can ai be for the greater good of society they're mm. thinking about how can ai you know save me money give me more profits mm-hmm. um and so to me unlike other technology that we've seen in the past ai mm. is so different because it's innovating at a speed that we have never seen it is mm. innovating so immensely quickly that the research happening on, around ai is changing every three months mm. every two mm. months like this is something that is happening in in real time and because of that speed of innovation regulations that would make this a quote unquote not good for society are mm-hmm. not are not in place they're right as mariana you you live in washington dc so you know policy is very slow <laughs> and yeah and it's just <laughs> and because of that when i think about just the speed at which this is innovation is happening um the lack of people the communities that are not in the table um the interest behind ai which is not just capitalistic it, capitalistic it's also very mil- mil- militaristic <laughs> driven um it it's not built for the purpose of creativity ai was not built to hmm. make society better to make people more creative expressive um to share art and different mediums of crafts with the world that was not the intention behind ai the intention was efficiency speed and you know profit and so because of those reasons um it's not to say that i think it will stunt creativity i do think mm-hmm. that it, it will we will have a very um important conversation about the ways that ai will impact labor loss especially like mm. specific individuals that are partaking in the creativity or creative economy these are the folks that that will be impacted and it doesn't it doesn't look like folks are or society as a whole is um is really going to be a part of those conversations and it also mm. doesn't look like corporations are willing to invite communities to the table um in terms of how ai will be utilized so i i don't have a clear answer but it doesn't i don't think it's necessarily something that will the lack of regulation will support um creativity mm. you know conversations that i've noticed as i said I'm, i've been part of tech companies and their ai roadmap switched pretty pretty quickly like within every two months the roadmap was changing so the conversation in research around mm-hmm. ai is you know every couple of months there's new research you have to push out your research very quickly around ai um, and to me that makes it very difficult to think about the ways that it there could be proper regulations in place that will support 
a positive social impact to society mm. um, at least in the short term i'm not saying that in the future mm. there can't be more regulation um, but in terms of ai as well friend in terms of the way that's that it can propel creativity it's really also important to think about mm. you know some of the controversy around ai and so friend i i would love to mm. hear your thoughts about that a little bit more i know the question was around will it stunt creativity but I'm gonna switch the question a little bit and ask you, you know, what is the impact of, you know, bringing AI into creativity? You know, what are some of the things that are controversial about that from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of AI and what you mentioned, how like there's so much there's just this, this huge race on like who's gonna have the best AI models, AI this and AI that. But in terms of AI entering into entertainment and creative space, I think one of the biggest impact of AI, in my perspective, in my opinion, is again that it goes back to like the authenticity of creativity. I think it's such a like the question I think about is like, is it going to devalue the human, that human essence of being able to be creative? Um, is it going to devalue like human authorship and being in, in a, like, I guess in a way like devalue this part of what has made humans be so unique is the ability to be able to be creative, to use imagination, to again going back to like to radiate and emote these feelings for their audience but when ai when you put ai there in the middle of it it's like where does the creative space of humanity <laughs> falls into that i mean i think it's such an abstract answer but i do think one of the biggest impact of ai and creativity is that human authorship, that human ownership of the creative imagination, of the feelings that they want their audience to have. Um, but also, I think it's also like, for the consumer perspective, like how do we know what's what was really original work, what was really innovative work, what was really creative work, if there's so many there's, there's going to be so many different AI tools to not allow us to distinguish from that. So I do think, again, like from the consumer perspective, but also for the creative perspective, I think there's just like this slippery slope of how much AI can support creativity versus how much it can really impact the way humans think about creativity and again in my perspective yeah those are very fair points um and i think you and i definitely agree wholeheartedly about that the human essence that comes into creativity you know thinking about the podcast and one of the questions that we always ask our creators is like what are some of the emotions that you want your audience to feel through your art <laughs> um can we ask that question about ai art I'm not quite sure. 
actually like it, it doesn't feel as as mm-hmm, genuine mm-hmm. um when i hear about when i think about like daisy and you know that was like a poet on on her podcast and she talked about she wrote this book for her community um you know her specific experience growing up right. in o- in oakland um being an oakland native um undocumented all these things create a very unique experience that when you're reading that art and you're connecting and you're relating it's to your point uniquely human um and so what i think about when i think mm-hmm. about ai is you know and we're asking will it stunt creativity and i i fear that it will stunt creativity for you know black indigenous people of color because creativity when it comes to ai as we know is only a reflection of the data that you're feeding it and if your data is you know mm-hmm. bias or mm-hmm racist then you're basically just what you are reiterating is those same exact ideals um and that to me is a fear of ai and creativity um what stories will we have in the forefront of our conversations will they be genuine to the experience of black indigenous people of color when as it stands today there's so much evidence so many articles that we can probably link in our um in our description below that talk about the ways that ai Mm -hmm. is biased Mm -hmm. um facial recognition that is being utilized um that has shown to only basically recognize white faces um and so yeah i i fear that ai will will basically prevent our stories from being told um and that's what what scares me about about Mm -hmm. ai is Mm -hmm. the aspect of it could elevate creativity but for who and what stories um Mm -hmm. and you know just yeah that's that's something that that comes to mind right now as i'm thinking about about ai and entertainment yeah i mean and then that poses kind of these questions of like where do we go from here? I mean, AI is here. It's not gonna slow down. It's not gonna pause. <laughs> it's not gonna think about community and diverse voices and diverse storytelling. It's not gonna fact check itself. Cause again, like you said, it's the tools. It's like what we feed in the internet. This huge, again, data sets that exists in the internet. So I guess like, what are your initial thoughts of like, is there, kind of a, a way where we can continue to use AI but maybe use it more responsibly um, to not impact again the creative and entertainment space as much as it could potentially impact impact it negatively. Yeah. As it stands today um, I stand very strongly with the idea that AI will not support our communities of color um, with the current with the current lack of regulations that are in place. Um, And one specific Mm. um, AI individual that I would like to reference is Timnit Gibru. Um, She is this AI um, Mm. individual that was working for Google. And, you know, she specifically talks about the importance of regulation when it comes to AI. And I I fully stand with that. I think there's there's no regulations in place that are supporting um, communities that are gonna be impacted by AI um, or the labor force that will be impacted Mm -hmm. by AI. And because of that, there's there's huge dangers that we should be aware of as a society um, if there is no regulation in place. It is something that I believe that we should be be demanding. 
because already we're, we're seeing the ways that labor is being impacted by AI. Um, and so in terms of the future, that's where I stand. I'll, I, I fully stand with um, this specific, you know, with Tim Nick Hebrew in terms of the importance of regulation in these spaces. And, you know, we'll definitely reference some mm -hmm. material um, that she's written about this topic as well below. But as, as long as there's no regulation in place, it's hard to see a positive, positive future. Yeah, I mean, I think I, you would think like by now we would learn. I mean, because like, look at social media. It's been in the, it's been alive for like 20, almost 20 plus years now. But we're just barely catching on to regulations. I mean, it still doesn't exist. So it is kind of nerve wracking that, oh, shit, we're in this 3.0, you know, like now it's not even just social media. Now it's this. AI, almost like the Web3 space, what have you. Um, so we haven't caught up in social media yeah. regulations. Like, where are we going to go with AI regulations? Because I do agree that you need both the legal and policy intervention to really make sure that, you know, people of color, especially those diverse creators who really pour kind of their heart and soul out to create the work that they do aren't negatively impacted by these um but i think another angle in my perspective that we can the ai could be used a little bit more responsibly is again if we include these creators these artists these entertainment industry folks in the ai training or compensate them when it's being used at the very minimum to level out the playing field like sure fine have ai and use it for the greater good and whatnot but compensate the people's work that's being referenced compensate them for again mm -hmm. like their creativity <laughs> um and i think there should be some type of i think for the creative space when you're potentially like when they're signing contracts there should be some type of amendment where like they're either don't use my work in ai stuff or if you're going to use it there should be language around compensation around that again to level out the playing field because i don't think it's an it's inevitable to not have ai in the entertainment industry but i do think there's ways to level it out at the very minimum by compensating these artists these creators and just having a seat at the yeah. table it goes back to that but i mean it's harder said than done but again i don't think we can stop this AI arms race, but I think there's ways to really do it more fairly, do it right, and just <laughs> incite the, the creators and their absolutely, work. Absolutely, friend. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and you know, I'm reflecting at the beginning of this episode, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I started with the word hopeful at the beginning, and I'm realizing that I don't sound very <laughs> hopeful. Um, so I, I will say that I do think there there's absolutely with any technology an opportunity for something positive to come. And I did reference like some specific areas where AI has been very helpful in, in healthcare, for example, um, really supporting some innovation mm -hmm. there around cancer research, for example. Um, there's, you know, some organizations out there that are really doing incredible work to work with specific communities and 
you know, I think I read an article specifically, um, I can't exactly remember where these, the specific group is located, but they're not working in the Silicon Valley. They're working in that community specifically in terms of understanding mm. how AI can help this community deal with climate change. Um, because as we know, AI is not just written, it can also be visual and um, computer vision and stuff. So how we can mm-hmm. u- utilize AI computer vision to you know, support the way crops are, are developing in, in countries that are being impacted with climate change. So there is some net positives to AI. And so I wanted to leave the audience with mm-hmm. with that, that there is an opportunity for AI to support our communities and specific communities of color. Yeah. But it's really important to also highlight some of the ways that AI, as it stands today in terms of inter- entertainment and creativity, um, could really be a threat to to creators who already have difficulty being compensated property, properly. Um, and so it, it is important to highlight that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just to, again, wrap it up and sum it up, I think what's needed is like just guardrails to prevent these threats to human creators and specifically for like the future of the artistic landscape because i do think again i love me some innovation i love me some new technology <laughs> but i do think it just needs more guardrails to level out that playing field to make sure people are not being you know gypped out of their main living wage um but i also think it's just to do it more responsibly this time around i think We've learned a lot from like the social media era and now that we're entering this new advancement and technological era, I do hope that these guardrails are in place um, to not repeat kind of what we went through with social media 2.0. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear from the audience. I mean, what do y'all think? Is AI your friend? in the creative space or is it more like your foe in the creative space would love to hear from you all yes absolutely um please let her know let her, let us know your thoughts below um as mary mentioned would love to hear what your thoughts are on ai and how you're seeing it in your day-to-day life today if you are um and you know as as we're looking ahead like mary i'd love you to just leave the audience with one word around how we are you know, wrapping up our, our AI conversation, you know, that, that single word there. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, single word for the AI conversation. I think mm-hmm. responsible, two words then, responsible disruption. I think it could be done. It could be done. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? One, one word, or two words regulation. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no for sure that's that's needed that's long overdue in this space but yeah i mean i think that wraps up this episode um if you guys have not followed us on social media or other um, streaming podcast platform um follow us at creator corner podcast and again i would love to hear from you all Thank you for tuning in. Creator Corner is a podcast production presented by the Ars Network. 
It is hosted by Dalia Zaragoza and Mary Figueroa. This podcast is edited and produced by Muhammad Abdullah Kawish.